With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, everybody, whoever's out there, uh, had a very physical last two days of practice, which was great to see. Uh, hadn't had the pads on or hit anybody for months and months and months. And so it was refreshing to be able to play uh, football again, almost play football. There was no live work the last couple of days, but there will be today. So we feel like uh, we've had a great start to camp. We're four days in. Uh, first time we've put the, f- the full gear on will be today. And, and uh, looking forward to that and getting some good evaluations. Uh, so far, a lot of good things from uh, a lot of young players, which uh, we need to find that out quickly where we are with a lot of those young guys because a lot of them are going to help us this year. And as soon as we identify who those guys are, we've got to uh, start sinking the majority of the reps into those guys. So, so we've got to make quick decisions this camp and uh, start getting the guys that are going to be in the two deep, the, the vast majority of the reps. So looking forward to uh, getting back out on the field today and, and seeing what happens in the live work and uh, continuing to judge the quarterbacks and evaluate them every day. They're, they're all three off to a pretty good start. We anticipate uh, having it narrowed down to at least two. Uh, we will have it narrowed down to at least two after the scrimmage. Now, we won't announce that. Nobody's going to know, and we won't announce the starter maybe until game week, but uh, we'll, we'll continue to think that through. But but we very, mil- very well may have a starter, uh, at least in-house, after Saturday scrimmage because, like we said at the onset of camp, the sooner we are able to uh, identify that guy, the better. And so that's where we're at, we're at uh, right now. So questions? Oh, it's, um, Devin Lloyd mentioned that he's tried to be more of a vocal leader in camp this year. Uh, last year, he had a breakout season as a linebacker, one of the few returning starters on defense this year. How important is it for him to take on a more active leadership role within the defense? Exceptionally important, and he's done a great job so far. <clears throat> he's voted one of our captains. Uh, he's been a captain since January, and he's accepted that role, and and uh, really lived up to, to what uh, the expectations were. And between he, him and Mika Tafua, those are our two defensive captains for now. We'll vote again on Thursday. We vote twice a year, every year for captains, uh, once in January and once during fall camp, which is essentially what's going on now. But he's, uh, he, as you mentioned, had a heck of a year last year. I believe he led the team in tackles. He's a bigger, better version of himself this year and uh, expecting a big year from him uh, production-wise and leadership-wise. Hey, Kyle, I just wanted to see if you had a comment on um, Jalen Dixon entering his name into the transfer portal. Yeah, Jalen's decided to uh, move on. Uh, he hasn't really been with us full-time for several months. He's been going through some, some issues that he's trying to work out. Uh, Jalen believes that perhaps a new surroundings and a fresh start would – would do him good, and, and uh, I'm all for that. We're, we're all for that. We want him to, you know, wish success for him and, and want him to be in uh, a situation that he can thrive in. And 
not that he couldn't thrive here in our minds because we we thought he was doing a, a good job the last few years with us but but uh, he has decided that uh, it's in his best interest to look for a new place to play so we support him 100 percent in that and uh, hoping that it all works out for him morning kyle uh just curious what the developments are in the secondary after four days of camp got a good start on the evaluations there um some of the corners that have stood out jt broughton is probably our number one corner right now um malone Mata-LA has had a good first four days as has clark, as has clark phillips fabian marks is doing a nice job uh, bronson boyd hasn't been out there full time he's, he's a little bit nicked up but uh, when he's out there he's he's performing at a high level as well uh, in the secondary or in the safety position. Uh, the two starters, at least at this point in time, are uh, Vontae Davis and RJ Stanford, but they're being pushed by Nate Ritchie, uh, Kamoi Latu, our two freshman safeties. Um, Zamaya Vaughn is doing a nice job back there as well. So, so nothing definitive yet, but uh, we've got a good start uh, on, on the evaluations and that will continue for uh, probably the next two weeks. Now, I didn't get a chance to ask you, but what are your thoughts on Alex Smith uh, making it all the way back to actually playing in an NFL game and the journey he's uh, undergone? Yeah, I was asked that last night on the radio show, and the same answer I have today, it's miraculous. The way, from, the, from the injury that, that he had and the, and the condition that that leg was in, to be able to fight all the way back, just to walk, let alone playing in the National Football League. And so, incredible story. Alex is one of the physically and mentally toughest players we've ever had come through here. So uh, if anyone was able to do it, was going to be able to do it, it would be him. And uh, just excited for him and, and happy that he's back on the field. I hope things continue in a positive direction for him. Thanks, Cal. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Josh. Um, specifically with R.J. Hubert, you know, the fact that he is healthy um, and he's taking reps and, as you said, he is the projected starter. The fact that he is healthy, how, how much does that do for you in terms of, you know, problem solving within the secondary, having so much youth and so many question marks? Well, it does a lot because, as you said, it's uh, very – the secondary is laden with uh, freshmen, a couple sophomores, and he's a, uh, one of the few uh, upperclassmen and him and Bonte. And so to have him back on the field – and healthy is is uh, a big plus for us. Uh, like I said, nothing set in stone. We got some talented young guys that uh, are, are challenging, but but to have him out there is a stabilizing factor for us. And a guy that uh, has been in the system and knows how to get guys lined up and and uh, makes very few assignment errors. That's that's good a good uh, good for our defense. And and uh, you know, Coach Scally is. By the time this is all said and done, he'll he'll have the right guys out there. I've got no doubt about that. Just to follow that up real quick, um, what have you seen um, out of Nate Ritchie, and do you envision him being able to really kind of get in the mix here early? Nate Ritchie will absolutely be in the mix. He's done a great job ever since he started with us, and uh, which was back in the summer. He's a smart kid. He's tough. He's got size. He reminds me of Chase Hansen coming out of high school. Not quite as big a frame as Chase but uh, probably faster and uh, more of a, a true safety where Chase was, uh, well, actually Chase was a quarterback, obviously, initially, but Chase went from safety, from quarterback to safety, then the backer. Nate, we don't anticipate being anything other than a safety in our program, and that could change if all of a sudden he gains a bunch of weight. But but uh, he's uh, a guy right now that's getting as many reps as anybody at the safety spot and performing very well. 
Kyle, I know every year you guys have a couple walk-ons or transfers that kind of fly under the radar and then show up in fall camp. And just looking at the roster, um, you know, I noticed a guy like Baron Gajkowski, who was up at Utah State, is now on the team as a linebacker listed. Um, Nick Billups was a guy coming out of high school that a lot of people were surprised didn't get a lot of offers. He's on the team now. I'm just wondering, are there some new guys, some walk-ons that we haven't really heard from or heard about that you guys are looking at potentially, um, you know, making a move roster-wise? Probably too early to make that determination. We do have a, a lot of quality walk-ons in the program and, and guys that uh, we have a track record that is very good as far as uh, getting good walk-ons in the program and those walk-ons earning scholarships down the road. And so I'm sure there's some of those hidden gems in there somewhere right now with only four days to, to go off of and uh, the walk-ons not, uh, you know, the, the young walk-ons not getting a lot of reps yet. Um, it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't be able to give you an accurate answer on that as far as who the, the lead guys are, but we're, we're pleased with the walk-on group. And, uh, like I said, we've had a, a tradition of, uh, having quality walk-ons in our program and, and hopefully that will be the case this year. Mike, you really did an article about my weight. Oh yeah. The, I thought that was just an off the record question. I guess they're interested, interested in that stuff. Coach, they like you. So slow, slow sports time, I guess. I'm, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you're reading the paper. That's good. Well, it was brought to my attention. Hey, uh, you've got a chat, you know, you talk about the quarterback situation and everyone assumes it's going to be Bentley or rising. We don't hear a lot about Drew Lisk. I just wanted to see, have any real chance of, of being the quarterback. And, and if he ha does have to play this year, what are some of the strengths that he has that can bring to your team? Well, he absolutely has a real chance of being the, the quarterback. He's he's getting reps. We wouldn't sink reps into a guy that uh, we didn't think had a chance, and so he's getting the same amount of reps as the other two at this point in time, but uh, that could change and will change at some point. He'll either get more or less depending on where, where he ends up in the pecking order. But uh, Drew, the main uh, attribute or quality that Drew brings to the table is his cerebral approach to the game. He's... He's got complete command of the offense. He never makes a mental mistake, makes great decisions, uh, goes through his route progression when he's when we're throwing the football and, and uh, does a good job taking care of the football and really just runs the offense exceptionally well. Uh, he's more, him and Jake are more alike uh, as far as their styles. They both feel more comfortable in the pocket rather than uh, getting out and, and running the football where Cam uh, rising is the guy that's more the the runner of the two. So, so Jake and of the three, Jake and uh, Drew Lisk are far more similar than than different. But Cam is a, a different animal than uh, than the other two. Hi, Coach. We're all uh, jealous of your weight loss success. So, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta quit talking about that, though. All right, <laughs> uh, Mike. Uh, you you have placed such a big emphasis on special teams. I'm curious where that philosophy comes from, and how do you see this special this year's special teams playing out? Well, it originated when I had my first uh, collegiate job at Idaho State University. The first year I was there, uh, my first experience in coaching any, any at, uh, at that level, I had a, a little bit of opportunity at a high school, but, but uh, it was, uh, what, a week before fall camp was gonna open up, our special teams coordinator unexpectedly resigned uh, I was given the role, I was given the job of a, a special teams coordinator right then, a week before the, 
the season really had no background in it other than having played on special teams as a player. And at that point, I fell in love with it. Just uh, had a, a great experience, was the special teams coordinator there for four years before I got moved to the defensive coordinator spot at Idaho State. And so that's where it all started. My love and, and uh, just being able to understand the importance of special teams started then. And I've carried that with me uh, ever since. And I've always known how important it is and was uh, had already made the decision when and if I got the opportunity to become a head coach that it was going to be a, uh, a, a phase of the game that was emphasized and that I was going to have a big role in. And I'm uh, completely involved in the special teams here. And I think that really when the head coach is involved in the special teams to the extent that uh, that I am and that some of the others, Urban Meyer was the same way. It, it creates buy-in, immediate buy-in for the players, and they understand how important it is, and and uh, that's really the key. The key to successful special teams is that your players buy into it, and when the head coach shows a, a genuine interest in it and takes part in it, that uh, that helps solidify that.